It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Commander's coach Ron Rivera had some interesting things to say and some thoughts about Antonio Gibson's devolving role on the offense, as did special teams coach Nate, Nate Katzer. We dive into those and more right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and we are available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. Whether you're doing so on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, or the WUSA 9 Plus app, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. streaming app that changes the face of local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I'm David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, you can find us on Twitter. I am at dharrison82. Chris is at Russellmania621 and the show is at LO Commanders. All right, indeed, David. Thank you very much. And again, we thank you guys for being a part of the show uh, and for making us your first listen and view of the day. Uh, We are brought to you by our friends at Elias and the Elias Sports Bureau. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons. Give yourself the edge this NFL season. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or Play Store Today, coming up, we'll tackle the playtime game plan at Saturday's regular season tune-up, probable tune-up finale uh, for most of the important players at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. But first, David was at practice on Thursday at Command Central in Ashburn. And David, we start with where we've probably focused most of our time, at least in the last couple of days, and that's Antonio Gibson. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of talk, and obviously we've talked about it all. Uh, I know you noted some things on number 24 and his role and how he was used. Yeah, it's definitely been Antonio Gibson week, but not for uh, the right reasons, not for the reasons that you want. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, basically the same, same story uh, as it was the rest of the week for the final practice of the week. Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson both getting worked in. Uh, with the first team, you know, I, I will say that I noted that Antonio Gibson was the first back on the field uh, for practice for the first team. And then Brian Robinson came in 
uh, and got a heavy workload as well. J.D. McKissick not on the field. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, so he wasn't in that rotation. But, you know, it's, it's kind of been the same. But then they, when they broke into the special teams uh, session, again, A.G. was back there in, in the punt uh, personal protection pa- pa- package. But listen, something that, that uh, you know, that, that I had noticed on the practice field and had mentioned some people I was standing around with that I really wanted to kind of emphasize here. So I was on 106.7 The Fan last night with our friend Linnell, and mm-hmm. we kind of started talking about Antonio Gibson, obviously a very hot topic, and I kind of emphasized it there as well. And I, I want to make sure the fans understand this. Like Antonio Gibson, he's not pouting. He's not in a bad mood. Like he still comes out on the practice field every morning. He's smiling. He's joking around with his coach. Mm-hmm. He's joking around with his teammates. And look, when he's in there in practice, I mean, granted, you know, uh, only one day of pads this week. But, uh, you know, when he's in there doing his his protection assignment, he's doing his protection assignment. He's doing his thing. And when it comes time for him to release downfield in pursuit of the punt, he goes and he runs and he's one of the first guys down the field like he should be with the rest of his teammates. So there might be some fans out there who kind of have like feel a certain kind of way about maybe Antonio Gibson. You know, last year should be last year. There's only one fumble this year. That's not fair type of thing. And, you know, listen, I'm not going to tell anybody that what they're feeling is wrong. But what I will say is that AG24, the player himself, the man himself, he is taking everything very much in stride. And, and I go back to Wednesday's practice when he was back there getting coached up on kick returns. Like this wasn't a guy who was being forced to digest something. This was a guy who was sitting there. He was bending the ear of his coach. He was listening to everything. And you could see him registering all the information. Like this is a guy who uh, is handling things very professionally. And that's what Nate Katzer kind of talked about after practice on Thursday and is doing what he needs to do to help the team. So that's kind of the honestly, like, that's like the most important update on AG from Thursday's practice that I, that I really want to convey to everybody that he mm-hmm. is taking this in stride. And as a professional and for a young man in the National Football League, I think that needs to be emphasized because there's a lot of dudes out there, Chris, and you know, this mm-hmm. that would not be doing that. No, absolutely. I think that is the most important note, and that's only something you can really observe with, uh, as I always call it, boots on the ground in your own eyes, uh, which is why I'm glad you hammered that because you're right. He could pout, especially with the success level, you know, reasonably speaking, that he's had through the first two years of his career. Now, he was a returner at Memphis, so it's something that, you know, maybe he's, you know, certainly happy about or comfortable with or what have you, but he has to, in the back of his mind, be saying, look, the reason reason why I'm in this position is not necessarily because Brian Robinson is so much better than me. It's because I put myself in this position. Now I have to dig out of Chateau Bow Wow, you know, and and maybe that's a little bit strong. Maybe it's not the doghouse, but you get my point. I put myself here. They told me to do this. David, before we move on, Ron Rivera's first year, he really, really, really emphasized this. And and, and because we didn't start working together until after Ron's first year, I'm not sure if we Mm. ever talked about this, but I will pass this along. Ron would tell us uh, a dozen times, probably 20 times over the course of that first year. I tell my players, if you do it our way, you will get the praise. You will get the reward. You will get the glory. If you have success, if you choose to do it your way and you have success, you'll probably get away with it. But if you have failure or if you fail, 
all eyes will be on you. We will not take the bullets for you. And and basically that's a sh- you know a, a shortened version of that. But basically it's, hey, do what we tell you to do and we will protect you and you will get the glory. We'll take the blame if something goes wrong. If you do it your way and fail, then we're not going to be here to take, again, the heat for you. And that to me is almost exactly what I'm seeing here without in being able to see it in front of my own eyes at practice and without actually asking Ron if that's the mentality. But I heard it so much from Ron that I have to believe that's the mentality in addition to what you uh, noted. So that's really good on, on Antonio Gibson. Uh, and as we move along, just because we don't want to beat everybody up with Antonio Gibson, we'll see what happens on Saturday. We're going to discuss that a little bit more uh, coming up. Uh, David, you again were there to note uh, that half the offensive line was missing. And we know this team's got a, a bunch yeah. of little nagging injuries that maybe aren't so nagging. But boy, I, when you're missing three fifths or so of your offensive line, it is hard yeah. to put things together. Yeah, I don't know if it's nagging. It sure is annoying for the guys that are out there on the field. I mean, you, you want you want to be able to do as much as you can. And, you know, it's it's no shade to those guys. You know, they're doing what they can. I think I, I saw Trey Turner, you know, working the bike the entire practice and, and all those things. And then, um, you know, the offensive line issues have kind of been a known thing, and those are going to kind of continue into the preseason. What you're hoping is that you kind of you start to get healthier as we get towards the Baltimore game and then even after that as we near uh, the regular season. But J.D. McKissick sitting out on Thursday, that was the kind of the first – uh, name that stood out. I was over there looking to see if Curtis Hodges was back in action. He was not back in action, but neither was JD and really hadn't known, you know, kind of what was going on there. We kind of assumed obviously it was probably a vet day off. Uh, turns out that there was a little bit of a tweak of the groin and basically there's again, abundance of caution. So we'll see if that abundance of caution keeps him out of Kansas city. Um, you know, no, no definitive, but uh, you know, in the preseason, typically when you're using that word, you know, it also means you're probably not going to play the guy. Absolutely. And because you mentioned the tight end room, uh, you know, with Curtis Hodges being added to that mix, and we already know John Bates has battled things and and, and, the, and the rest of the crew, uh, Nate Jerry, who was just signed as a linebacker about a week and a half ago, uh, was actually participating, according to you guys uh, there, was actually mm-hmm. participating with the tight end group. Coming up, yeah. we will uh, try and get into maybe they should make a move. Uh, for a veteran tight end. I'm kind of wondering why that hasn't happened. Uh, and we'll identify the uh, commanders, what we're looking to see out of them this Saturday in Kansas City. But first, guys, level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. That happens pretty much every day for me. Maybe you can only afford a few gallons of gas in your tank or you get another save the date. Uh, announcement, and you're kind of wondering how are you going to afford that gift or the trip there if it's out of town. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, and many of us are, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Hindsight is 2020. You can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Wait, maybe you would ask to borrow a little bit of cash, uh, ease the burden a little bit, and now you can with our friends at Dave. Why? Because Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift, maybe take a quick vacation or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, that's important, and no credit check needed. 
perhaps just as important. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash, and you can too. So if you're on a pinch, need some extra help, again, download the Dave app. Think of it as a helping hand from future you. Uh, that's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account. Get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC, and of course, future you will thank current you. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, thanks once again for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast That's your first listen or of the day. Who is David looking for this coming Saturday afternoon? We'll find out in a bit. But first, we talk about Ron Rivera's plan to play the first team offense in the first half on Saturday at Arrowhead in what is likely, not definitively, but if we use last year as a as a template, David, they didn't play in the third and final preseason game against Baltimore at FedEx Field, and maybe that was a good thing because the Ravens had several key injuries, including J.K. Dobbins, in that particular game. So I ask you this. Should they play more than the first half if, let's just say, they're struggling, they don't look sharp, they're not crisp, maybe they score a field goal or two, but it just doesn't look like a well-oiled operation on offense? Yeah, I think, you know, the the question of how much starters should play in the preseason and how much in a single game and all that, like that's it's always an interesting conversation, right? And I go back to even when I was younger, to be honest with you. Um, I don't remember, you know, which coach or which team I had observed the practice through, but uh, I always liked seeing the starters run the first half, go into the locker room, come out, and each first team, so first team offense, first team defense, each get a series in the second half, come out of the half, come out of the locker room at halftime, go through your adjustment period, come back out, get warmed back up and get on the field again and kind of get used to doing that routine together. Cause after that, it's just football again. And then you wind down uh, at the end of the game. So, and, and that's not to just, you know, discount the second half of football or anything. It's obviously very important, but I just, for me, when you come to that dress rehearsal, quote unquote, if you're going to rehearse, rehearse everything. And the only thing you don't really need to rehearse is getting off work. Like, Nobody needs to practice. Like when you go, when you start a new job, nobody gives you a training class on on how to be off of work. You know, at the the most you get tired to clock out. But once you clock out, once once the shift is over, you know what to do, right? You walk to your car, you go home, and you try to relax as much as possible, pre- prepare for the next day. So that's what I like. You know what I mean? But there's an inherent risk to that too. I mean, to me, there's no right answer. The only right answer you're going to get, you're never going to find out if, if it's the right answer till you're done. Because again, the Baltimore Ravens, right? There were probably a lot of people who were like, oh man, they're going to play their starters in the third preseason game. That's super smart. Get them some more work, you know? And then JK Dobbins goes down and it's, oh, you're dumb and you shouldn't have done that. And, and I can't believe you made that decision, you know? So, I mean, hindsight is going to dictate whether or not you made the right decision. I mean, if, if, if the starters play two series, nobody gets hurt. And then you come out and start the year and everybody looks, looks like doo-doo and is rusty. What's everybody going to say? Should have played more in the preseason, right? But if you play them three series and someone gets hurt, then you should you played them too much and you shouldn't have done that. So right. I, I I have my preference, you know, I guess. But I 
I will fall short of, of saying that Ron Rivera or any other head coach for that matter is wrong in their method. Yeah, here's the thing. I would like them to play into the third quarter because, again, I don't think they're going to play next Saturday in Baltimore. Um, so like you, kind of come back up, see if you can get the oil running through the engine a second time, not just at the first part of the game when you're fresh, but maybe when your body is worn down a little bit, see how you respond mentally, physically, emotionally. Do you come out, create a turnover? Do you come out sloppy and making all sorts of mistakes? So I would like them to play into the second half. I don't know if that's going to happen. Again, based on what Rivera said to you guys uh, on Thursday, that's probably not going to happen, but maybe it does. So here's another question as a follow-up. What if they look really sharp on offense? First-team offense comes out and say they run all down the field, right, a couple of touchdowns, and say they score 14 points and we're early to mid-second quarter. Do you shut it down? And bring in Heineke and the second team offense to A, preserve and protect, B, to get them some more work because now you've seen three touchdown drives spanning, you know, their last drive last Saturday against Carolina and say like two touchdown drives on maybe their first three series at Arrowhead. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you go down the field twice against, you know, Kansas City's first team defense and you put touchdowns on the board and it's pretty clean and, and all that stuff. I think I think you got to start thinking about shutting it down a little bit earlier. Then you got to start taking taking that and, and kind of maybe you know walking away with the win, right? Let's use mm -hmm. a gambler's turn, walk away while you're up, uh, type of deal. And and you know uh, again, it, is it more important to start fast in the second half or start fast fast in the first half? I think if you poll ten people, you're probably going to get six answers one way, four answers the other. Uh, so you know it's it's debatable. But I mean, to to me as as a coach, I think you know in the preseason. This is, your, like you said, you have three drives in the first game. So you're based on about your fourth and fifth drives completely against live opponents. Like, this is that's a half of football, right, Chris? Like, that's that's just one half of football. If you see your first team offense put up three touchdowns and a half of football, you feel pretty good about where you're at. I think you probably shut it down at that point. All right. We touched on J.D. McKissick. We don't know his yeah. status going into Saturday. Uh, he did have the tight groin, as we mentioned. Um, it would seem to me, David, again, not trying to play doctor on the podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Oz, Dr. You know, Doofenshmirtz, whatever. Um, that, that's a Phineas and Ferb reference because okay. I had young kids. For those that don't know what that reference is, I'm not a doctor. Uh, you, you're not. We don't know what's going to happen, but I would not right. play J.D. McKissick. If, if there's any concern, and clearly there was enough of a concern on Thursday. So if we are to assume that J.D. McKissick does not play, who should be, in David Harrison's eyes, RB1 starting Saturday? The first running back in should be? Antonio Gibson. Ooh. So, but see, but here, here's the problem with that, that question. It's, it's really two different answers, because one answer is Antonio Gibson – one answer is Brian Robinson Jr. The reason it's Brian Robinson Jr. is because Antonio Gibson has shown that he's got a problem holding onto the ball. Mm -hmm. Brian Robinson, in a very short span, has shown you that he is going to be a very good back for you. So let's see if he can get us started quick. Again, what's what's better, starting fast in the beginning of the game or starting fast after the half? I mm -hmm. would say starting fast in the beginning of the game, right? That's that's my personal theology. I want to see if this rookie can help us get there. You know what I mean? Now, what is that going to bring with it? Antonio Gibson's been benched. Brian Robinson Jr. is the number one running back after just one preseason game. All the other stuff that comes along with it, right? For me, personally, I'll take it. Fine. I'll deal with it. I'll give you the answers, whatever, whatever. 
I think Antonio Gibson, though, from a business p- perspective, for all those reasons I literally just talked about, is the is the RB one, and I lean on practice for that very uh, logic because, again, even on the day where he got reps with the third team, Antonio he was still the first back on the field with the first team. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a very intentional thing going on here from the coaching mm-hmm. staff. It's like, look, AG needs to be the first guy on the field and running backs. Very next snap might be Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. Like AG might get the first snap. Brian might get the next five. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when you go to the box score, who's going to have a number one in the GS for game mm-hmm. started? Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson. If uh, JD is healthy, yeah. honestly, Chris, I think it's JD McKissick. I think J.D. McKissick is your first back on the field because then you don't have to answer the question either way because right. neither of them was the first back on the field. J.D. was, and everybody loves J.D. No matter what his role is, everybody loves J.D. Then you sprinkle in Brian and Antonio however you feel like the way they've been doing in practice, and it becomes less of a story. But if J.D. is not out there, I think from a business sense, you put A.G. out there uh, because that gives you better control over the narrative. If JD is out there, though, you still have to answer the question, whoever comes in next oh, yeah. and gets yeah. the first yeah. regular quote-unquote carry, right. and that would either be Antonio Gibson. or. But I agree, it would be less of a story if you do it that way. But again, assuming that JD McKissick is out, and again, assuming, uh, to me, I would also start Antonio Gibson, and I'll keep it short for a lot of the reasons you said, but also, listen, this team needs Antonio Gibson, period, point blank and simple. If he hasn't gotten the message yet, he ain't ever going to get it. Maybe this was his last chance to get it. He's got to get it, and he's got to show it not only Saturday, whenever he gets to play and however he gets to play, but he's got to show it Saturday. He could show it next Saturday against Baltimore. Hmm. All right, make sure you join us Monday to recap the second preseason game of the year. We're going to share our takeaways from what we saw on the field against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Sure to be some twists and turns in that game, Chris, uh, as we saw in the first one, uh, because life, honestly, is always full of twists and turns. And it's important in life to show up for yourself. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours if you need them. In my first career, I experienced a wide array of both good and bad stresses. And with all of those things jumbled up inside of me, sometimes it was just very helpful to go talk to a trained professional so I knew my mind was in the right place. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions sessions, so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to be. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone with therapy. It can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. So BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is still available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for Locked On Commanders listeners to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast. And Chris, we've got a game coming up Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Washington Commanders will take on the Kansas City Chiefs in what is dubbed now in the new three preseason game world of the NFL as the dress rehearsal. So we expect plenty of Pat Mahomes, plenty of Carson Wentz. Um, but what are you looking to see? What are your things to watch? We're going to start with your offense, and then I'll jump in offense, defense. We'll wrap up with your defensive thing to watch. Yeah. Uh, besides the obvious, uh, what we just talked about, how they do the running back rotation, right? And of course you want to see continued elevated play from Carson Wentz. Uh, I want to see Taylor Heineke look better whenever he gets his opportunity for obvious reasons. He's still the number two quarterback. You don't want necessarily a lot of controversy about who your backup quarterback is with Sam Howell playing reasonably well uh, last year. So I'd like to see a better performance uh, out of Taylor Heineke. Uh, and again, besides the obvious, uh, what I want to see, David, is nothing to do with offense, but it does include putting up points on the board. And that is Joey Sly can't miss any extra point attempts this week. He missed one last week. He's missed several field goals throughout the offseason. And again, that's going to happen. Uh, yep. it, it doesn't count per se in practice, but he has not been sharp, at least in my opinion, whenever I have watched Joey Sly kick. And he is unquestioned the number one and only place kicker on this team. And remember the circus they had at that particular position last year. Washington was really hoping Joey Sly is their guy. Well, he starts... I, again, he needs to be sharper uh, this week because it ultimately costs you points. And as a result, kickoff returns, they have to be better because, A, that sets the offense up on shorter fields, right, mm -hmm. and puts the defense in a stress. So last week they had three kickoff returns shy of the 20-yard line. David, they give you the 25-yard line just as a free gift, right, for signing up, for being there, yeah. for showing up as a participation trophy. Kyra McCown had a couple. Alex Erickson had one. We'll see what Antonio Gibson's role in that area is on Saturday. If there is a role, maybe there will be. We don't know. But they need to, if you, you need to get out to the 25. It's that simple. Yeah, absolutely. We need we need the Chiefs. If they win the, the coin toss, we need the Chiefs to to choose to kick. We need to, we need to see what happens on that opening kickoff. So that's a good thing to watch, obviously. And yeah, definitely obviously has an immediate impact on the offense given. Uh, where they start on the field. My offensive player that I'm watching, what I'm watching for in the Washington offense, it's it's low-hanging fruit. It's what we've been talking about all week, but it's what we've been talking about all week for a reason. And I'm watching Brian Robinson Jr., the running back out of Alabama, the rookie uh, third-round draft pick. Look, bottom line is you don't draft a running back in the third round of the NFL draft unless you plan to use them. So, so the Washington Commanders plan to use this kid uh, regardless. Now you have the fumble issues again in practice and in uh, the first game from Antonio Gibson stacked upon what happened last year, and you have even more. Now Antonio Gibson's getting special teams rep. He's getting other reps. 
Brian Robinson is getting first team reps. Here's here's the thing though to kind of emphasize some of these differences. While Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Williams, some of the other running backs are getting special teams reps, you know what Brian Robinson is doing? He's over with the running back coaches working on blitz pickups and other things by himself. He's the only running back on Thursday not getting special teams reps. What does that tell you? It should tell you something fairly significant. Now, Ron Rivera tried to kind of explain it away, which I applaud him for doing so because that's his job and and that's what coaches do in the National Football League by saying, look, this isn't the first time Antonio Gibson has, has done special teams uh, stuff and this isn't, you know, this isn't going to be the last. We're just preparing him. And I get that. But when you have a starting running back who has taken zero special team snaps in his entire NFL career, Chris, what's more important in training camp? Getting him ready for special teams or getting him ready for the offense? getting him ready for special or not not special teams right so yeah. i'm not i'm not calling ron rivera a liar i'm just saying it, it seems like those priorities might not be what is the reason behind why we're doing what we're doing on the defensive side of the bomb go a little bit deeper but really not all that deep because we're going to the top of the pff grade chart from the washington Commanders defense against carolina panthers we're talking about safety steven parker uh who kind of leapt into everybody's field of view really on Saturday against Carolina Panthers. Actually, shortly after, honestly, even during the game, nobody really was was paying all that much attention to him. Targeted three times, played 32 total snaps, I believe. Targeted three times, didn't give him any catches, had three tackles uh, while he was out there. I've been watching him at practice uh, today. Ben Standing and I were standing in the back of the end zone during red zone drills, and he was talking about how he's been watching him or intending to watch him as well. Uh, he looks smooth, Chris. He looks like a good player. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Bobby McCain or you know, unseat Bobby McCain or Percy Butler or anything like that, but there has been some concerns about the depth in the secondary, and Stephen Parker looking like a guy. I mean, he's not inexperienced. He's played for three teams in three years. He's played with the Cowboys and the Giants most recently before he was here in Washington, so this isn't a guy off the streets necessarily, um, but looking forward to seeing what he can do in back-to-back weeks. Let's see if you can produce the way you did in week one and week two or if that was a flash in the pan. Maybe also part of the reason why Troy Apke was released as early as he was on a Tuesday. So uh, my defensive thing to watch is not going to be a player specifically. It's going to be, will the defense, David, be better on third down overall? They were not last year, as we know. Last week, they were 11 of 18. So that's over 60% allowed on third down. Simply cannot happen. Several were of the third and four, third and five variety via the run. Several were of the third and long variety via the pass cannot happen have to be better uh simply put you got to get off the field on third down it's got to start against a good uh Kansas City offense still even without uh Tyreek Hill uh also the second team defensive line will they get ambushed off the line of scrimmage like they did at times early in the third quarter by the Carolina backup offensive line by a Kansas City offensive line and running attack that looks to be a little bit more physical based on what I saw out of the Chicago Bears, a little bit more north and downhill as opposed to the slash and kind of mix that you normally expect from Kansas City. So we will keep an eye on that. All right. Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and all the latest news from around the NFL because training camp and preseason, they are wide open for business and we are getting down to the nitty gritty. We'll be back after 
Saturday's game with a full edition uh, and breakdown uh, on uh, as we lead you into the new week with what David saw, what I saw, what you saw. Get aboard. Let us know what you're thinking about the Commanders. 301-615-3577 on the voicemail or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe and kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.